We've got a slightly different prospect corner for you today as we're going to be talking about someone that is already on the Blue Jackets prospect list. Kirill Marchenko signed to his ELC last week, so we've got Will Scouch of Scouching to uh, come and talk about that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making this your first listen or your first watch of the day. Lockdown Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube. So uh, whether this is your first watch, your first listen, your second watch, your third listen, no matter what time of day, I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for stopping on by to uh, listen to my... I sat on the Bull Scout last night to talk about some of the newest members of the Columbus Blue Jackets prospect pool. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Karol Marchenko. We also talked a little bit about Mikhail Poutier. Uh, that's going to be coming up in a later episode. But today's episode is all about Karol Marchenko. How excited Blue Jackets fans should be that he is on his way over from North America. And uh, what he can bring to the team so uh, I'll just uh, I'll just get right into it so not content with having all of the children this season the blue jackets have signed a couple more players to their elcs as the season wound down uh, one of them is a little bit more surprising than the other i think but we're going to start off uh, we're going to talk about kirill marchenko today and i have got uh, prospect expert uh, will scouch of scouching to uh, come and Talk to us about him because I'm super excited for Marchenko. I feel like everyone I've talked to is super excited about Marchenko. And hopefully uh, you can help us all understand exactly why. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Kirill Marchenko. Uh, thanks again for having me on, Jay. It's always a pleasure. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I love Kirill Marchenko. I've been watching him for a little while. He's one of these guys who, when he was drafted, I didn't really know who he was that that well. I hadn't seen too much of him, if anything, from what I remember that year. But it did not take very long for me to realize that, you know, this is a really impressive player. I, I think Columbus maybe reached a little bit on him at the draft. I, I, that's what I recall. Uh, but it seems like, as Columbus tends to do, when they do that, they kind of know what they're doing, especially in that kind of range of the draft. And so, yeah, I, I, I've really, really grown to really like Kirill Marchenko over the course of the of the last few years. I, I saw a lot of him when I was watching uh, Vasily Podkolzin when he was a draft eligible and they were teammates for a little while. Um, and I mean, the biggest thing for me is is Marchenko's skill. Like he's a big kid, you know, but he's not, he's not really, I would say like a power winger. He's just a big skilled guy with really good puck protection ability. All those things all kind of feed into one another. Uh, and 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 make a really interesting sort of skilled winger that I that I think will translate to the NHL just fine. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of his. Didn't think he'd come over uh, this soon, but uh, he had a really really strong year in the KHL after another strong year in the KHL, and yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm I'm really excited to watch him for sure. Yeah, he was a guy that I kind of knew a little bit about when the Blue Jackets drafted him. You know, I did my cursory kind of Google search, found out who he was, and then it was like it's probably going to be a couple of years before. Mm-hmm before we really need to like think about him and i feel like just every like as time has passed there's been more and more like hype 
around him, I guess. And it's been very much of like, well, well when when's Marchenko going to sign? Like, when you start adding Marchenko into, you know, Sillinger and Johnson, and, you know, I personally, like, maybe I'm biased, but I think Igor Chilikov had a really good season this season. You know, there's a lot of good young players in Columbus, and I feel like Marchenko is just another piece to the, the puzzle, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of really good skilled guys um, that, that that the Columbus Blue Jackets have been kind of stockpiling. Uh, you you mentioned most of them. I mean, even even the guys sort of further down the the list, like Dmitry Voronkov and uh, uh, even Liam Foodie's still kind of kicking around and still kind of prospect aged ish. You know, the, these guys are still the guys that aren't done cooking yet. So. Marchenko's a really, really good ad. I, I like him a lot. I have him right up in a, in a similar tier um, in terms of maybe a second, third line guy with guys like uh, Foodie potentially or Chinikov or, or even maybe Ken Johnson if he sort of fizzles out in, in, in sort of the middle range of where he could end up. Um, but yeah, Marchenko's been really, really, really good for me every time I've seen him over the years um, and certainly adds to a really, really good stable for Columbus that I imagine they're going to add more to uh, this coming draft. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about his kind of his puck protection and his size. Like when he steps on the ice at Nationwide, like what are Blue Jackets fans going to get from Kirill Marchenko? It's always been the puck control that sticks out for me. I mean, he's not he's not the fastest guy, but he combines his feet and hands really, really well. Uh, adapts to pressure really well. He has some, you know, from what I remember watching him in the KHL over the years, just some really impressive just dangly moments that everyone loves once in a while uh a really good finisher as well you know he's a good goal scorer he's got a nice shot but you know the big thing for him is that skill i think pre-shot skill factors into that goal goal scoring a little bit more just a, a really nice package of good hands good size uh and and nice range on his on his game in his game both ends of the ice he's kind of there but more of an offensive guy i think um just a, I, I think he's going to be at least at first in the nhl maybe more of a possession winger with good skill um i think he's an nhler maybe he goes to the ahl for a little bit but i don't think he really needs that like you could put him out on the third line and, and feel comfortable with him sort of learning the the pace of the game getting used to it down there but the skill is going to be what jumps out i think most uh to most people because that's what that's what jumps out to me every time i see him is just his ability to to manipulate pucks through guys um adapt to pressure get through it and and just just look really really fancy while doing it which people which people seem to love yeah for sure does he have and i know i feel like the last time we talked about nhl comparables for a couple of the prospects like obviously it's hard to look and say well this guy is going to turn into this but is there an nhl comparable for marchenko that you can kind of say well this is the kind of player that we could end up with obviously it's you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say he's gonna turn into so-and-so but yeah i mean i feel like there's a few players in the nhl who kind of play like him uh you know just just a you know not not small skilled possession winger i mean i'm trying to look through just a list of guys here uh like i don't think he's going to be a top top level nhl player i don't i don't think much at all um you know but i i do see yeah i don't know i'm just scrolling down a list of nhl players and seeing who he might kind of remind me of a little bit um i don't know part of me like maybe a not as physical sort of intimidating version of david perron like mm-hmm. middle ear lineup good at both ends but but got some underrated skill might have some productive seasons here and there 
uh, and just and just sort of is always a valuable member of, of the group, just in terms of procedural possession play. Um, I'm looking elsewhere too. Like I've always liked Adrian Kempe, like a sort of bigger-ish uh, skilled finisher who has a good sort of nose for the net. Uh, you might see that a little bit maybe out of a guy like uh, out of a guy like Marchenko. So there, there's a few guys I think in the NHL that kind of bring that sort of vibe with with great hands and and sort of good possession skill. Um, so yeah, I mean there, there's there's quite a few, but I, I think he'll look just fine in the NHL right away um, and and slot into a middle six somewhere with Columbus for sure. In a minute, I've got more conversation about Marchenko with Will Scouch, but first. I've got to tell you about Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you are going to need some food on the go. With Built Bar, you can take them wherever you go. Uh, you can throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Uh, everyone can have a bar in their pockets. They are portable, they are delicious, they are nutritious, and they will fuel you for all of your summer adventures. I know I will be taking as many Built Bars as I can physically carry when I do my charity hike in June. And here's the best bit about Built Bar is they are covered in 100% real chocolate, and that means that you don't get that waxy grocery store built bar, protein bar, the horribleness. Uh, you get delicious, nutritious protein bars with uh, a bunch of cool tastes, like uh, they've got banana cream pie flavor, they've got churro flavor, they've got raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious, New flavors are coming out all the time. So check them out at built.com. And here's the best bit. If you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, that was that was going to be my kind of my follow-up to that was, you know, he talked a little about him being NHL ready. Is that, like, could you see him making the NHL on a quote-unquote better team than Columbus? Do you think he's benefiting from having a team that's in a rebuild to kind of jump into that NHL role? Like, I think Cole Sillinger benefited massively from the Blue Jackets being in a rebuild here. I don't know that if the Blue Jackets had been a better team, he would have made it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I mean, I thought Cole Sillinger played pretty well, all things considered, this year, whenever I would watch him play with Columbus. Um, You know, Marchenko, you know, would I see him on the Colorado Avalanche right now? Maybe in their bottom six, like maybe, but I wouldn't rush them into a situation like that. You're right. Columbus does have the advantage of being in that sort of a rebuild situation. But I I think that he's, you know, he's got the, he's got what he does have that I think really will help him if he does end up in the NHL next year is that size combined with his skill to, to sort of protect pucks, right? Like even if he's not the most offensive output guy in the world, being able to you know, try things and be creative with his hands, try to protect pucks, you know, learn on the job, you know, adapt to play in the NHL, that, that'll that help. And I think I think if you're looking at his point production in the KHL and maybe being a little bit questionable of it, he kind of was on an upper trajectory until this year, but St. Petersburg was a team that as pretty quickly, they, they played a lot of their young guys early in the year and Marchenko got a lot of ice time, a few other guys got a lot of ice time, and then they started adding you know, guys that weren't making it in the NHL offshoot guys from other pro leagues where they had had their contracts terminated or, or St. Petersburg wanted to take a run at the Gagarin cup. So they started making trades and acquiring more veteran KHL guys. And it just sort of pushed the young guys down the lineup that they had given a chance to. And Marchenko was a bit of that guy. So he did seem to play a little bit less uh, from when I was checking in on him during the season. 
um, which I don't think is really cause for concern, but it might cause his point production to not look as impressive as it might maybe could have had he been playing on a different team in the KHL or something. So I'm not particularly worried just looking at his raw point totals going, oh, well, this isn't typically a guy who finds success in the NHL. I think that the combination of skills that he has at the, at the high level, he has them. You know, would he would he be playing in a, on a, on Columbus's top six next year? I don't I don't think so. I, I think he'd have to have a heck of a camp for that. But I think he could chip in. Uh, could be a good possession guy on that on the third line there, something like that. Maybe help him along, try to get him finding a balance between what he can get away with offensively. You know how he maintains possession of pucks, and just figure out how to play the NHL game because it is different than the KHL. But I think that with what he's got in 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 his uh, in his box of tools, I think he'll have enough to to make it work. Yeah, he feels like one of those guys that's really going to benefit from being in maybe the the third line. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that I feel like is a depth player, but he's a guy that is going to take advantage of people thinking that he's not super offensively talented. If that makes sure. sense, I think he's he's yeah. going to surprise a lot of teams. I feel like Alexander Texier kind of had that season. This year he was on the foot, like for, for the parts of the season he did play, obviously he missed uh, quite a lot of the season due to injury and then due to yeah. um, family uh, bereavement back home in France. But he was scoring at like nobody's business. And I think because everyone assumed, oh, he's on the fourth line, he's not going to do much and he's managed to really take advantage of that. And I feel like Marchenko could kind of do the same thing if you play him with, um, I don't know, uh, a Boone Jenner and maybe like a Gus Nyquist type player, sure. I think you could really benefit from having that role. For sure. Yeah, and I, I think that one thing, like, again, I keep going back to it, but the thing that he does have in spades is, you know, he he can pull pucks anywhere. Like, he's a big dude who can pull pucks around and, and find space and create space, and that really helps. Like, he, it, he, there might be situations where he might go a few games early in his career where he's kind of figuring it out, and then he has some highlight reel, you know, offensive entry, or something that you just... You look at it and you go, okay, like that's an NHL level sort of skill with his hands. Like he just has that ability to sort of problem solve on that front. You know, we'll see how it works out over a long, consistent NHL role. But I think at least he has the talent to make it work, even if it's not he, even if he doesn't end up, you know, a top six winger when he's done developing with Columbus and he's settled in. I think he will be an NHL player, like a good third line possession guy with some great hands. Um, and yeah, I think he will per minute on the ice drive pretty good results. Uh, just like you said with Alexander Texier, who, who's a guy who I really, really like watching as well. Um, and, and that's, that's great. Like it's a late second round pick to find a guy that has the kind of range and, and skill and, and just potential that he has. I think there is a lot of potential for him to be something in the NHL. We'll see what happens, but I mean, Columbus is a great spot to do it. Cause like you said, they have the, the the ability to be patient and they have the ability to elevate him into a role and help him along and help him learn. And, you know, even if his first year isn't a, an absolute banger, you know, he, he has enough talent in the, in the tank to, to, to make something work. In a minute, we'll do the tail end of my conversation with Will Scout about Marchenko. But first, if you would put money on which Blue Jacket prospect was going to be signing their first ELC uh, this offseason, then I bet you could have done that at betonline.net, and I bet the odds would have been pretty good as well. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including basketball, playoffs, major league, major league baseball, and of course, 
the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are getting getting spicy, getting unexpected. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoff, esports, and more. So make sure you head to the website today, that is betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Yeah, for sure. I feel like there is this weird insistence with, and I've noticed this a lot, not not even necessarily with like the first round picks, but like second and third round picks are not going to be superstars. And then when they turn, they come into the league and they are on like the second or third line, people are like, well, clearly that was a waste of a pick. Like they can't all turn into you know no. picks from the seventh round. You know, some guys are going to be that third line role. And I think there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but just to kind of flip it a little bit, is there anything about his game that maybe worries you a little bit? Is there anything that you think Columbus is going to have to work to kind of stamp out or like bad habits? Or I know skating is usually the the big knock on on the taller guys. Honestly, I don't. The way I kind of view things like this is this, is is how does a lack of one thing affect the other, right? Like how does how does his strengths and his weaknesses interact to move things in the wrong direction or right direction? You know, I watch him and I do I do see sort of a, a big guy who isn't necessarily quick enough to push defenders onto their heels. Like he's not one of these guys who's gonna fly up the wing and 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 just absolutely torch NHL defensemen and leave them in the dust. But he is a guy who I think has the skill level to make up for that and at least, you know, figure out it's it's going to be a matter of procedure and 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 perception like where how he's reading the ice so things like skill are really useful and they can be really fancy but sometimes the best way to use your skill is to pull a puck through a defender's stick and then pass it to a man open along the boards on the other side of the ice or up the middle of the ice and it's not necessarily i'm going to dangle you and go around you it's i'm going to use my hands to make space, make a passing lane and get the pucks around to you. And I feel like Marchenko kind of focuses a little bit more on the one-on-one side of things. Um, Just sort of skating into pressure a little bit, trying to challenge guys one-on-one, which is good. Like you want to see guys trying that kind of thing, but I would like to see a little bit more sort of utilizing of line mates, a little bit more creativity in terms of using his, his, his hands and his passing in conjunction to, Keep keep play moving a little bit better, and I feel like in the NHL he'll learn that. I, I don't I don't think there are too many things I look at with him where in the role that I expect him to play, there's like red flags that could limit him from being a, an NHL player of some kind, because um, he's got good offensive tools. He's got the hands. He's got the 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 sort of offensive mind. He's a good finisher. It's just going to be a matter of um, can he settle in as a team player? You know, I think at the end of the day you kind of think about who he's going to play with. And it's, you know, for me, I, I look at Columbus and see a guy like Igor Chinikov and go, look, these two guys are Russian. It's 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 obviously the easy connection to make. But also, Chinikov, to me, is a guy who can shoot the puck better than a lot of guys. And that's kind of his trademark thing. So if Kirill Marchenko is a good finisher on his own, but also has a guy on his line whose job is basically shoot the puck and put it in the net, you know, Marchenko know, and Marchenko knows that. You know that using that skill and 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 improving on his awareness a little bit to find a guy like Chinikov in open ice for a, a scoring chance could be just a game plan that that you might give a shot to give a shot to and, and try a bunch of times and see if it works and see if they can find each other because they're both pretty good finishers but Chinikov I think is the better shooter and I think the guy with the better skill and the better better puck management and everything right now 
is a guy like Marchenko. So you, you can see how there might be a little bit of a match there. Um, so I, again, to answer the question, I don't, I don't think there's anything that's glaring as like a massive issue with him. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, how much is he going to really be able to drive offense in the NHL with what he's got rather than anything being necessarily poor. Uh, so we'll see how it works, but, but I, I think if you, if you put him with the right people, put him with some finishers, um, you know, put him with some guys with pace up the middle of the ice or, or maybe a bit of physical skill, I think you could find a pretty good set of matches for him because there's a lot to like with him. Yeah. And I feel like, like a low key, one of Columbus, Columbus's strength this season, I think was putting players in positions to succeed in a way that they didn't necessarily do when John Tortorella was in charge. When John Tortorella was in charge, it felt very much like, well, you're going to play this way with this person, or you're going to sit on the bench. But Brad Larson, I think, either because he's a new coach or because he's a different kind of coach than John Tortorella, it feels very much like he's not, not like letting the players dictate, but I do feel like he's he's like, right, how how can I make you the best player as opposed to trying to make them into the best player by doing something they're not supposed to do. So I think Marchenko could again, kind of really become, uh, like you said, th- maybe a third, third, second liner. I think he could be like a real success story on a team like Columbus, I, which has shown that they know how to develop young players, I think. Yeah, I think so too. He's going to get a look. He's going to get a chance. I, I think he's good enough to make it. Um, you never know. You never know until he's actually on NHL ice. Like the pace of the game in the NHL is very fast. The ice is smaller. You know, it's physical a lot of the time. Um Guys are also going to learn if he if he does have a really hot start, teams are going to start noticing and trying to counter him a little bit better. So it's going to that might create you know other issues to fix for him. But you can't know what those are until it happens. I I, I think that you know ever since I started watching him really intently back in I think it would have been eighteen nineteen, like after he got drafted, and I was watching Vasily Podkolz, and I went, man, this Marchenko guy's really good. Like this guy, this guy, he was in the VHL, which is the KHL's minor league. And he looked great, like just the the hands that he has and, and all this really interesting, fun skill that he's got. And I sort of sat back and went, okay, like, let's keep an eye on this guy because Columbus might have really sort of seen something with him. And I, I, I still see similar levels of, of, of interest from myself about him. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he can do. And I think Columbus is a great spot for him to, to sort of test the water and, and stick his foot in and play some minutes and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm super excited for yes. next season. I think there's a lot oh, to be yeah. about with Columbus. Sure. Uh, I agree fully. You know, with with Marchenko, with you know the the further development of Cole Sillinger. I think Ken Johnson was kind of I don't want to say overshadowed in his debut with Nick Blankenberg being a surprisingly solid signing. But I think yeah. he took a little bit of it took him a little bit longer to adjust to the the NHL that I think people suspected. But I'm like I'm just I'm super excited. The future feels was really bright with with the blue jacket now in a way that i don't think it has been for for a few years it feels like we're really reaping the reward the rewards of all of the slow slow progress that mm-hmm. the, the the development team have uh have been through and that's all i've got for you today uh tomorrow we're going to be talking again to will scout uh about a different blue jackets prospect uh, we're going to be talking about mikhail putier who is a Finnish prospect that has been just lighting it up in the Liga this season and has been rewarded with his entry-level contract. So uh, that is planned for tomorrow's episode. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. 
you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, we are at LO underscore bluejackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen or your first watch of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is and always will be free and available on all podcast platforms and also YouTube. We're never going to be a paywall for you to consume Locked On content. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay Locked On.